0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello, folks. Welcome to Compound Interests. I am your host, John Najarian. And in these discussions, we frequently get uh, people that are very recognizable, certainly a heavyweight champion with a 15-year career career that went 41 and one in that career that knocked out Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield and Klitschko in that career. Well, you might imagine that that guy is gonna be pretty recognizable. Um, And that man is Lennox Lewis. Uh, He is a Canadian and British citizen. Um, He has just made um, a pretty significant investment in a Canadian cannabis company called New Maple Holdings and Can We. Uh, They have a consulting arm and a growing arm. And he is now a consultant with them on uh, the uh, recreational side of their business as far as the cannabis. And I think you'll find the discussion interesting. Uh, We've also got the co-founders, as I said, Mickey and Karim, who will give you a little insight into how big a grow facility is and the hydroponic grows versus the uh, outdoor grows and so forth. So, give it a watch, give it a listen, let us know what you think. I am John Najarian for Compound Interest. Let's listen to Lennox Lewis.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Um, One of the first things folks that I said when I saw Lennox today was, what happened to the dreads? And uh, so I thought I'd let you guys hear it at the same time. Uh, Lennox likes uh, keeping and surprising people, I guess. Lennox, what happened all of a sudden you went from a whole bunch of dreads hanging down to
0: uh, shaving your head? Let me tell you, I must be like crazy in one sense because, you know, I stopped boxing and cut my hair. <laughs> and my hair is one of the things everybody knows me about. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson put a tattoo on his face so everybody knew where he, when he was coming. But uh, the, 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 the funny thing, what happened to my hair, it's kids. My first kid, he was like, hey, I like your hair. Rank yank. Couple, couple locks came out. Second kid, couple locks. Third kid, couple locks. Fourth kid, no more locks. That was it. So I think, uh, you know, somebody was telling me something, and it was my kids. Like, I don't need them anymore. You know, they belong to them. So I actually have them saved for them. Oh. So they still have them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said, this is the locks that you t- grabbed out of daddy's head. Oh, my. Well, uh,
1: I I have a, not quite the same story, Lennox, but uh, the reason that I have this goatee, and I, it's exactly as old as my oldest daughter. And the oh. reason is I had surgery um, on uh, just minor surgery, just removing a... Uh, a mole that the doctor didn't like on my chest. And so as the doctor took it off, she decided she needed to take even more. Um, And uh, so I had to go in twice in the same week, uh, you know, for them to take a larger size. Uh, And as she did that, she said, now look, you're not gonna be able to shower or shave for maybe a week or 10 days or so. And I said, okay, fine. So um, my daughter, who had just been born at that exact time, um, when she would take her bottle, uh, when, you know, I was giving my wife a break from putting her yeah. on my wife, uh, I would hold her like this, give her the bottle, and she'd reach up with her hand and stroke my, uh, what was becoming my goatee at that time. And so, oh. I had to keep it. Yeah, uh, that was
0: like her comfort <laughs> thing. That's great, great story.
1: Well, once those yeah. kids get used to something.
0: <laughs> and, and then a little after that, right, I started wearing, like, a hat. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it had, uh, you know, red, gold, and green on it, raster colors. And uh, this old lady came up to me and she said, you know, you should grow your hair. It would look good on you. And I'm like, <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> ch- chuckled at her. You, you know, so.
1: Jamaica is one of my favorite places. I know... Uh, uh, I, I think when I was reading up on you, uh, that your mom and dad were from there, but you were born in West Ham, London.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, um, I well, remember I reading
1: that. But boy, what a what a great place! If you've not been, folks, Jamaica. The people are friendly. The food is great, and the ocean's
0: amazing. Yeah, I mean, I never visited in Jamaica until I was like about seventeen. Me and my brother went there and. We just had an amazing time. You know, it took us two hours to drive to the beach, but we stopped at like four bars on the way. And every time we stopped, it was a different experience. You know, and now, nowadays they have like cameras to, to you know, to uh, film and to document their trips. So I wish we had it back then because we, we had a good time. And it was, you're right, great country, great food, great weather, you know, lovely place to be.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, I'm very happy to say that, uh, that you didn't take that 110 million or whatever it was that they offered you for that last fight. uh, Because you are as sharp today, sir, as as you I'm sure you were in your 20s. And there aren't a lot of boxers that can say that. So I think you made a very smart decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, part of my reason was because Muhammad Ali was, a, you know, a great inspiration in my life when it came to boxing. And, you know, I told people, you know, you know, Muhammad Ali's my hero. Everybody said, well, didn't you think he carried on boxing too long? And I was like, you know, that was always in the back of my mind that, OK, well, I have to know when to retire, when to call it a day. And, uh, you know, that's what I did. You know, I, I accomplished my goals. So it's, it's uh it's time for somebody else to accomplish theirs.
1: Yep, well, I think it's a, it's a great part of your legacy too because, folks, uh, when you look up uh, this gentleman's career, I mean, just some legendary fights, knocked out Mike Tyson, um, great fights with Holyfield, uh, Klitschko. I mean, you know, there, there aren't a lot of heavyweights that go 44-2-1. For a career, but uh, Lennox Lewis, the Lion, he's one of those heavyweights. So, again, it's a privilege to be talking to you, Lennox. And, Thank you. Um, I, I had to ask you a couple things beyond boxing, and I will ask you about boxing as well, but uh, I noticed that you were in the Celebrity Apprentice also. Yes. <laughs> so, first of all, how, how strange is that, the way the world works, that the President of the United States was? You know, the, you know one of the folks that, that is there running this, what was then a very popular TV show, and now he's one of the most powerful men in the world, and you were one of his favorite people on that show.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was great being on The Apprentice. Uh, we were doing it for charity at the time, and, it, you know, it, it gave me a look into, you know, big business, you know, how, how to really conduct yourself, what they're doing at this point, and uh when we when we had a couple different things to do i could see how different people ran their business and one thing they're afraid of everybody's afraid of that gets nervous about is going in that boardroom and i'm like what's this about the boardroom so you know when i was in there and a couple of people got fired i understood uh you know why they were concerned and nervous but being an athlete from the athlete side you know i'm learning you know before, before a big fight, you know, I got to get loose and stay loose. So this was it. Anytime I'm going to the boardroom, I'm staying loose and relaxing, taking deep breaths. So it didn't affect me like it affected everybody else.
1: Well, you know, uh, I think there's a confidence that uh, had to come with being a heavyweight champion, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because and then, you know, a lot of people hate that word. You're fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, So it was it was interesting uh, being on that show with Donald, and I actually had the uh, opportunity of uh, going back to the White House and actually seeing him, uh, you know, in his environment. And he loves it. So you know, he loves being president. I'm thinking, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't love being president? You know, they get to uh, uh, give out orders.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's the ultimate. You're fired, and he's been doing that a lot, by the way. Yes, (laughs)
0: no, I'm like, I'm like, this guy, I can see the show now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, um, now, as far as uh, some of those fights, and then I want to get to your, uh, your investments and, you know, this career outside of boxing that you've created Mm -hmm. for yourself. But uh, uh, when you were boxing, I played football, you played football. Um, I know you were a basketball player, Canadian football player, um, and obviously had these Olympic dreams and went through two cycles of that. Yes. Um, One thing that I tell people all the time about pro football is, uh, and you know, not to be funny or anything, but you wouldn't believe how much it hurts (laughs) because it's, it's fun. Oh yeah. It's fun. Sunday is fun, but, uh, Monday morning isn't so fun because you're licking your wounds, and there's a whole bunch of people, you know, Lennox Lewis's size, folks, 6'5, 250, that are running 455, and they're running right at you. And when that collision happens, you know, that's a big collision. Um, and your body feels it your neck, your shoulders, your back. Boxing has to be that on crack. I mean, <laughs> boxing, Lennox has to be like, turn that up to 11, the kinds of uh, hits that we took in football.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, boxing is one of those uh, sports where uh, you ha- there has to be contact. And even the training aspect of it is the most, uh, it's a sport that everybody wants to do. Even the people that want to get in great shape, they, go, they do boxing training. So it you know it beats up on your body and even in the fight yes you get you can get a concussion and where you know there's a lot of lot of punching in the head a lot of punching to the body so we get bruised up pretty well.
1: Now do you still stay in shape uh, with any of the rope skipping or any of the the rest of it the road work that you guys are all famous for doing to keep your um, your wind up and in this after your done boxing just to stay in
0: shape, keep your heart good? Well, that's very important. And, uh, you know, I'm a person that plays all the different sports. So if it's basketball today, it's basketball today, volleyball. I can play all the different sports. So that's what really keeps me active, especially when you have four kids. They're running around as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's important to stay in shape. It's important to uh, take good vitamins. Lenox, the Lennox Vitamins are out by Dr. Tobias so uh these these vitamins are are set for all different types of people we got the joint we got the daily essentials and we got the performance so uh it depends on what you're doing uh you can have those and uh you know I, I, you know a lot of people say yeah you're a legend or every time I I, I go somewhere you're a legend i'm like okay thank you you know i, I want to be a living legend and living legends uh, live a certain way so uh, you'll see you'll see how I live as I go along
1: Yep. well like I say it's a privilege to have you on and it's certainly wonderful that you've been able to make investments like you say in Dr. Tobias's company and in what we're talking about with these two gentlemen the the rest of you have been uh, wondering well who's Mickey and Karim uh, Mickey Batch and Karim uh, Neme are two of the co-founders of uh, the cannabis company that Lennox invested in folks because the three-time heavyweight champion decided to uh, you know, put a little bit of that hard earned money into New Maple Holdings, which is a Canadian company that specializes in design of cannabis farms for medical use um, and they offer technical advice for new enterprises uh, you know, in the uh, cannabis industry. And we growers is a huge licensed cannabis producer um, and they have licenses uh, with the likes of Germany. Those licenses are pretty hard to get folks. So when Lennox picks uh, an opponent when he's boxing, obviously he and his manager did a nice job uh, picking a good amount of uh, top contenders. And then when Lennox decided to invest in cannabis, he picked some top contenders too. So with that introduction, Mickey, if you don't mind, I'll start with you and then I'll go to Karim. Um, you guys had to be pretty excited when got Lennox Lewis excited about joining your
2: firm. Oh, definitely, yeah, and thanks for the introduction. Um, yeah, I think uh, anyone would be excited. The first time I met Lennox, I realized that you know he was going to take his time and uh, make his decision, and and you know the way he usually does. Uh, and you know after him doing his due diligence, really coming, seeing the product, seeing the company, actually seeing us grow it, uh, it was really validating to see that you know it, it satisfied his uh, criteria for high quality, and and him making that investment into us really made us feel you know really really positive about ourselves and about the future of the company. It really validated our our model to stay private and uh, uh, really have a long-term view of the cannabis sector. So yeah, very excited and uh, really excited for the future of it. Karim, um, just like Mickey said, uh, it's a privately
1: held company. I mean, a lot of companies, uh, some of which probably uh, uh, did it a little too soon, came public, um, had a big Zoom to the upside when their stock hit, but then when that selling pressure really came to bear on the cannabis companies, both sides of the border, Canada and the US, they really crushed a lot of those guys. But you guys have just stuck to your knitting, um, have continued to do deals, like I said, with the consulting side, where you've earned out um, much bigger participation in other projects and things like that. Maybe tell us a little bit about how you were able to stay disciplined uh, instead of going for the gold and the gusto and you know, getting a fast listing on Toronto or wherever.
3: Yeah, no, you, you said it. Um, we, we made a conscious decision from day one uh, to stay private. You know, they teach you in business school. There's a time and a place to go public. And from our perspective, It just did not make sense to go public that early on in the company's, uh, you know, life cycle. Um, Both Mickey myself, the other co-founder, Don Shane Taylor, um, when we decided to get into cannabis, we had a very long-term view. I mean, we're perfectly positioned in Canada to be one of the first countries to federally legalize. This is just the beginning, right? This is just the first domino to fall. We're seeing the next 10, 15, 20, 50 years of a new industry globally. So we said, you know, we're not looking to cash out anytime soon. In fact, if we did cash out, what would we do? We'd just go start a new cannabis company because uh, there's so much growth ahead and there's so much potential, and we want to be in it for the long run. So we made that decision to stay private. Uh, it was tough at times, especially when everyone's telling you, you know, the markets are hot, you need to go list. Uh, there's there's great opportunities on the on the public side, but I think uh, now especially seeing you know the broader conditions, not just in cannabis but globally, staying private has given us a lot of flexibility. Uh, it's given us an agility that I think a lot of companies lack, um, and it's helped us you know stay focused uh, on on the long term goal.
1: Well, and I, I mentioned Mickey that you guys have a, a deal to export to Germany, which. Again, those, those are few and far between. How did a, uh, uh, a privately held company in Canada, where you guys have just literally dozens of billion dollar behemoths in cannabis, how did you uh, get that done uh, when you've got competition coming from folks that are just, like I say, gigantic sized?
2: Yeah, it's a great question actually, and you know, it really does boil down to the the technical team that we have. Um, you know, my background, my family business is in agriculture and agro processing, but uh, you know, I recognized early that Don Shane Taylor and his team, uh, through their work uh, when they were at Medrelief, their experience in the sector and and building out uh, these these facilities really highlighted how difficult it is to do and how radically. Uh, different it is than a lot of the consultants were were describing. Uh, they kind of pointed out how early the European market is in in the, uh, the the cannabis industry, and there was a lot of similarities to the early the early sector. And really, our team having that experience and growing in that radical format uh, was what gave us the ability to start our consulting division. And when we met uh, Northern Green Canada. Uh, and advise them on this opportunity in Germany, you know, they went uh, wholeheartedly into it and and allowed us to consult them on on really the most unique uh, style of growing uh, and and invested in that long before uh, the European Union export was was popular. And, uh, you know, they really built for high quality, whether to supply Canada, to supply the medical sector so that we knew that our patients were getting the best. And as the markets opened up uh, to use that Canadian export advantage, uh, we went straight into it and, and worked uh, with our great QAs and our great uh, technical team, uh, Don Shane and, and Craig Coverly and Nadim Kakwani. Those guys really uh, gave us that ability to to stay private, stay tight. And uh, because they were taking so many shares and so invested, uh, really just build out the highest quality uh, technology and, and uh, do that while staying private, not spending as much money as as others. So I really got to give the credit to the technical team uh, and they, they really deserve it. Um, Lennox, if I could, I'd,
1: I'd uh, love to ask, uh, let me see, Is uh, did you lo- mute yourself, Lennox, or did we mute you by accident? Uh, there we go. Um, I was going to ask, uh, obviously, the guy you knocked out, one of the many guys you knocked out, I know it's Klitschko and Holyfield and uh, Mike Tyson, but Mike is also in cannabis, as you know. Yes, he's probably been a fan of cannabis for twenty or more years, <laughs> and I'm not looking for you to say, "Oh yeah, I know." But um, he says, he says right now, uh, Lennox, that um, his cannabis company he's involved in is doing about a million a month, and that he's responsible for eighty thousand of that himself. <laughs> He must be giving it away then. Um, have you seen him as he's uh, working out again now and boxing? He's putting out these Instagrams of himself. Um, still looks like the hands are pretty quick. I mean, he's getting himself back into shape. Do you think he's going to make a comeback?
0: Well, you know, I think I think it's great that, uh, you know, we can be athletes and, and still stay in shape and, uh, you know, still do the things that we did. Before, uh, as far as him getting in shape, I think I think it's great for him to stay in shape. We should all stay in shape. Him stepping back in the ring, yeah, you might see him do it for charity, uh, but not for any real fight. Um, you know, I think uh, why why does he need to fight when his cannabis company is making so much money? So exactly. there's no there's no need to fight if that's the case. <laughs>
1: Well, um, we're gonna be looking for similar great things out of, out of this cannabis company. Um, uh, if I could, Karim, what about the, uh, this gigantic facility that you guys have? Um, I think you said just outside the Toronto airport, maybe? Um, it, I mean, I've seen various uh, sizes estimate that it's like 1.2, 1.4 million square feet, is that right?
3: Uh, So actually, we've got a couple of different facilities um, that we either own in in whole or in part. So the primary facility we have is a 23-acre facility uh, about an hour north of Toronto. Um, And that facility is is really uh, perfect in so many different ways. Um, We've got fresh water right on site. Uh, We're on a provincial highway. We've got an indoor grow that we built, custom built from the ground up. We've got an outdoor grow. And we've got a really great uh, municipality that, you know, has, has really laid the foundation for us to, to expand and grow on that site. So that's our Can We Growers site. Um, it's our wholly owned licensed producer. And uh, that's, that's our little baby that we've been uh, growing. The other sites that we're involved in, uh, there, there's one outside the airport. We, Mickey mentioned um, that we got involved with on the consulting side. Uh, that one's also quite large, even, even uh, by the Canadian standards. Um, it's a great industrial site, uh, about 12 acres, um, and they've got, you know, lots of indoor uh, GMP grade um, growing, growing space there, uh, suited to, you know, they're, they're, they're selling to the Canadian market right now, and they're also gearing up for the EU GMP export. Um, and then there's other sites as well that we consult with throughout the Toronto area. Uh, there's a partnership with a large greenhouse as well that we're working on. So yeah, in, in combination, when you take all the pieces together, it, it adds up quite fast.
1: Uh, one of those is Allegro uh, Acres, something like that. Uh, another million and a quarter uh, square foot facility, a hydroponic greenhouse.
3: Yes, that's right. That's uh, Allegro Acres there, a million square foot um, greenhouse, really renowned in uh, the agricultural sector. Uh, long-standing family business uh, growing, you know, hot peppers, sweet peppers, and tomatoes. So uh, we're looking, you know, as I said, long-term on how we uh, not only grow the business, but diversify the different styles of grow that we encompass under the new Maple Holdings. Um, so that's, that's another one that we're really excited about.
1: I'm sure. Well, I mean, that's, it's, it just seems like uh, <laughs> You know, I, when we met at that Benzinga conference, you know, maybe a year and a half ago up in uh, Toronto, we knew that a lot of folks had uh, had uh, various vegetable grows, but also were doing cannabis grows because of, you know, the the opportunity to uh, make that facility work even harder, if you will, and become more profitable. Um and so I'm not surprised that you guys being a bunch of entrepreneurial Canadians would jump in there and figure out a way to make a buck there. So my hat's off to you. By the way, folks, you you may know this already, but Lennox is both a Canadian and British citizen. Um, and the two gentlemen, uh, Mickey and Corinne, are uh, a Canadian citizens. Uh, but Lennox is one of those dual citizens, as I am,
0: by the way, I'm
1: through my wife. I'm a a Irish citizen as well, Lennox.
0: Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. Irish eyes are smiling.
1: Yep. And it's certainly nice when you can uh, pull out that passport when you're traveling within the EU, at least for right now. We'll see (laughs) what ends up happening with uh, Brexit and so forth. Lennox, are you using um, any of the products yourself? from New Maple or can we?
0: Uh, yes, and um, I find some of them really good. And you know, there's a lot more products that were, they're coming out, they're gonna be coming out with. So uh, I'm very happy that uh, you know, I'm with New Maple because you know, I said to myself, you know, if, I'm, if I'm with the people, they have to be the best. So I did my due diligence for like at least a year before even saying yes. And uh, what I was really uh, happy about was all the marks that they set for themselves, they achieved. So I'm like, you know, if you set these 15 marks, and yes, you did achieve them, this, you know, you, what you say and what you do, you mean. So um, very happy with New Maple. Glad I did the, the investment as well.
1: And just to be clear, also, folks, um, Lennox is not just a uh, consultant to New Maple and Can We. He is an investor um, and uh, working with them on the sports recovery side of the business um, to uh, further push it out and grow it with obviously the fan base, but also with all these athletes that sort of understand, just like we mentioned about Rob Gronkowski. Uh, But you've got Joe Montana. He's a a big investor in a California cannabis grower. Um, You've got a whole host of athletes that have become, uh, Durant, I think Kevin Durant, yeah. also involved. Um, and I'm sure there are dozens of others that I just, uh, uh, off the top of my head the names, but I know they're in there because they're looking for either the relief from pain, um, they're looking for some of the benefits on the sleep side, and uh, you know, there are both the medical and recreational benefits of cannabis. Which do you guys think Mickey and uh, uh, Karim are the most uh, sought after right now? When when somebody says that they, you know, would like to get some of your product, what is the number one seller as far as you know what you guys produce?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, you know where one thing we don't really pay too much attention to is how early we are in the market. A lot of people talk about the 2.0 products and about the oils. Um, right now, we still see there's a, a high demand for dried flour, especially high quality dried flour, which the regulated sector is having a difficult time ramping up, uh, taking its time to get uh, get going. Uh, but really, I'm, I'm excited for, as some of the medical research comes out and some of the big institutional universities start separating the compounds that cannabis produce, uh, produces, it uh, really opens up quite a different variety of compounds that we could sell, whether it's uh, CDN, uh, THCA, Different compounds that really we have barely scratched the surface on. So right now we see a lot of demand for the CBD oil, the THC oiled, and the dried flowers, especially even CBD flower uh, and and THC flower. But in the future, as we begin to bring on different compounds, I think that all different sorts of medical uh, fields are going to recognize that, and even on the adult use side, that some of these compounds, totally separate from the traditional ones, you know will actually become quite popular. Whether it's sleep or time in, uh, it'll really get a lot of attention
1: how about yourself Graham uh, do you think uh, that the, the flower is going to be the, the the main way to go for several years still
3: yeah I mean um, you know you, there's this debate back and forth about how popular flour is and is going to be. I look at the actual sales data um, and there's, there's some pretty recent data that came out, out of Canada um, showing you know, flour and pre-rolls still combine uh, and command uh, over 75% of sales in Canada in the legal sector. And I think there's, there's a clear reason for that. At the end of the day, you know, once you start getting into cannabis 2.0 products and extracts, it's difficult to differentiate the quality. You know, um, With the flower, you can actually see it, you can smell it, you can touch it. So if that company that you're buying from puts out a really great flower, well all of a sudden you're gonna have confidence in the other product they put out too. If, they, if you know that the technical team knows how to grow and can actually respect the plant and get the best flower out of this plant, then you know that everything down the line is gonna be equally as good. So I'm, I'm confident that there's always going to be a market for, um, you know, you're going to see it uh, kind of segment into the, the value brands, but there's always going to be that demand for something special, right? Uh, that special occasion when you're with friends or you're celebrating um, and, you know, you want to actually share the experience. And I think only flower can really deliver. That.
1: Beautiful. Well, guys, um, I really appreciate the time. Um, folks, you've been hearing from uh, New Maple Holdings, uh, two of the three co-founders, uh, Mickey and Karen, and of course, uh, heavyweight boxing legend, Lennox Lewis, who's made a significant investment in New Maple Holdings and, can we, and is now uh, on their sports recovery side of their business as a consultant. So, guys, I really appreciate your time today. And I hope you have a
0: great rest of your afternoon. Thanks for having me and blessed to everyone. You guys have good stay safe out there.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us, John. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks. thanks. Take care. Thank you.